Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. I'll tell you, announcements could be more boring. I'm glad they're not. I really like <laughs> Hey, good morning, you guys. Uh, if you're new, so happy you're here. Um, by the way, we usually tell people, Mike did an amazing job talking about money and giving and stuff. Um, if you're new here, don't, don't, you're under no compulsion to give. You just, just try us out. You don't have to give. Your, your tithe belongs to your home church. If you're visiting, just be blessed. Hang out with us. We love that. Um, all right, Lord, we thank you. Let me pray for us. Uh, it's been a really good morning already. Papa, we love you so much, God. We love you so much, God. I thank you, Lord, you're doing uh, just even just the talking about money and getting away from religiosity, God, and getting into, into love. And what does love do? And how does love respond? Father, I pray that, that we would respond to you, to the worship. We would respond um, to your prayers, God. And we would just, our hearts would be burning to hear you, God. And so I just, just pray, just like those two that were walking with you, Jesus, on the road, um, that our hearts would be burning as we hear the word, as, as the, the message comes out. Lord, I pray that, that the words you've given me would land on the hearts, God. And I just pray that you would cultivate the soil and it would grow deep, God. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, I'm excited. I love, love church. I've said that before, but I really do, uh, mostly because destiny shows up. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> um, how many of you guys know about, uh, have you ever heard of Hope California? It's an event. It's a worship gathering we've been doing. Um, we, are, we, are, we are jumping in as, as kind of a partner with that. They've been doing uh, 10 regions along California uh, for, to, to, to pray and, uh, and worship for 10 days straight, October 1st through the 10th. And uh, Orange County has, a, has a, a great group of people that are leading the charge. And there's a whole bunch of churches jumping into it. Um, it's got a lot of beautiful things connected to it, but essentially it's just we're praying that revival would come yes. to America. Yes. Um, it would come to California. Yes. And so uh, they had their first or the first couple nights already um, over at the Great Park in, uh, in Irvine. And so there's a, that's the big park with the big ball that raises and lowers. And now it's a pumpkin. Um, and I know that because I was there yesterday. And so yesterday I was... I was uh, um, by the way, our, our church is going to be leading worship tomorrow night um, for Hope California. I believe it's in San Juan. I don't know the exact field they're going to set up a tent in. It's going to be awesome. They announced on Friday night that they were going to do it at the Newport Dunes. I don't know where that is. Oh, is that, oh, that's in Newport Beach? Oh, let's go. Come on. Right on the water there. All right, so Newport Dunes. Check out. I think it's hopecalifornia.com. U.S. I knew it wasn't. Okay, thank you. So check that out. We're going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. David and I are worshiping, leading and the rest of the team, and it's going to be fiery. Um, so all that to say, like, we're talking about revival a lot lately, and I love revival. I've been, I've been going after revival with all my heart. Um, but yesterday, I was on my way after two soccer games. Uh, I love soccer games with the kids. It's a whole new thing for our family, all day, every day. And so... <laughs> And so we're, of course, at the end of two soccer games, the coach wants all the team, the girls' team, uh, I think it's 12 and under, to go to another soccer game, a professional soccer game down at Irvine. So um, he asked if the girls could come. And, and so I was like, I'll, I'll take the kids. Let's go. So I took August and Reagan, my seven and nine-year-old, and their 10-year-old their friend. 
and so we all jumped into the car and we started driving there. I had totally forgot. Uh, I, I knew that Hope California was happening, but I just knew this was, this was important. I had to do this. So I'm driving to Irvine. And as I pull in, I start to see, we pull into the Great Park area where the big stadium is. And I, all of a sudden I see a, a good friend of mine, Ryan Hewlett, driving in front of me as we're walking. And I, like, like I do, I start yelling loudly, Ryan! Ryan, his window's down, he sees me, he's waving at me as he's trying to park and pull in. And so he's, so I was like, wow, this is amazing. Ryan's at the game too. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. Maybe we can hang out together, sit together, watch a soccer game. This is a lot of fun. As I keep walking, I see another pastor friend of mine um, uh, from Eternity Church and they're on, and I start shouting out her name and, and, and I'm like, this is wonderful. Like everybody's going to this, I had no idea. And so I'm all excited that we're, we're doing soccer together. And, um, and then I see the sign, and I start to hear the music for Hope California, the worship. And, and I re as, I'm, as we're walking to the stadium, I realized that the hangar that they're doing revival worship in is right here. And literally, a baseball's throw this way is the stadium where I get to do revival with my kids. And I thought, as I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, no, all those, pa those pastors are friends of mine. They know I'm not going to be in there now. And they're going to wonder if I've backslidden. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, Lord, have I backslidden? Am I more concerned about, about my kids and a soccer game than going to revival? And I had, it was just a moment, because I, <laughs> I processed this many times. <laughs> but I, I knew in that moment, I was like, no, this is, this is perfect. This is perfect. I get, to, I get to have one of the greatest, honestly, it was one of the greatest nights with my kids, just sitting next to August, Reagan's with her friends. But August and I were just hanging out, watching soccer, just cheering, getting hot dogs. I tell you, I was so full after that night. It was awesome. And as I was finished, going like, man, Lord, what was that? Such a weird coincidence. The night that, and, and the Lord started speaking to me, says, Jesse, that is revival. He says, you need to stop thinking about revival the way you've been thinking about revival. Amen. You need to stop thinking about the revival as a worship gathering or a prayer night. And you need to think about revival is way more than that. Revival is, is playing in the front yard with your kids. Revival is, is serving the poor on the streets. Revival is, is so much more, right? It's, it's going to work and being salt and light where you work. So we're going we're gonna to launch in a little bit of a series on revival, all right? And so, I, I, and because I feel like we hear the word a lot, and to be honest, I, I believe the charismatics are the only ones that use the word these days. Um, I'm friends with a lot of different pastors. In fact, we're doing a breakfast uh, this week with a bunch of breakfast burritos and a bunch of pastors, Lutherans, evangelicals, um, what is it, um, non-denomination churches. And um, it's becoming very clear to me that nobody else uses this word. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting to me. Anyway. That nobody understands it? Sure, there's lots of reasons out there, I'm sure. Come on now. So I want to talk about revival and what is, what isn't. And, like, and here's the deal. Like, you guys get to figure out what revival is yourself. I'm gonna, we're going to share some stuff. But today, I want you to open to Luke 19. I'm going to read one of my favorite stories, and you may not think this is revival, but I'm going to read it anyway. Something you want to share? 
I'll just play it. <laughs> Money? He cleanses the temple. Revival. There we go. That's what. So listen, um, I, I want to talk about revival, but I want to, I want to talk about revival. We need, to, we need to break away from this word revival. And, and so here's what I want you to do. I want you to just imagine all the things you think about revival. And some of you guys, if you're new to Christianity, you don't think much about it. Um, if, you're, if you're new to our church, you probably don't use it very much, or maybe you do. Um, but whatever you think about this word, I want you to put it on the shelf for a second. Okay, because much, there's many things that we put in our little little briefcase of Christianity that we pick up because of the cultures we're in, but it doesn't actually help us on the pathway to meeting Jesus in the cities, in the byways. Does that make sense? So some of the stuff I just learned, I need to unlearn some things. It's not wrong or bad, but I need to get the right, what does Jesus say about some of these things? So we're going to talk about revival today, but I want to talk about a couple of things with Zacchaeus, and then we'll share a few things, and then we'll be done. All right, Zacchaeus. Uh, so, so chapter 19, Luke 19, verse 1. This is the story of Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus, I don't know if he gets a lot of conversation, but I really like Zacchaeus. Um, he, to me, just feels like this beautiful, like, just soft man. I was like, oh, I bet he's the, he's the friendliest man, and I would be friends with Zacchaeus. But the reality is I probably wouldn't be friends with Zacchaeus. Um, so, but when I read him, I'm like, oh, I bet he's so nice and stuff. But Zacchaeus was, was like the chief, one of the main tax collectors in Jericho. And Jericho was a very large city and it's, and it's thought that he might've been one of the main or top guys that managed this stuff. So he was, in a sense, a bit of a crook to the Jews. They, nobody liked him. Um, like Matthew, he was, he was a tax collector. And so he collected money from the Jews and he gave it to the Romans, right? And so, or in the different places, I'm sure, too. So, but, but you understand, Zacchaeus was not a, a, a good guy. Oh, baby sounds. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I broke my toe a couple nights ago because of our baby. Gosh. I was like four in the morning changing my, our daughter. Like, she's like four months old. And I walk into our room. It's pitch black. And I... And I, and I kicked a car seat. Why I was in our room, I don't know. But I kicked the car seat and I, I yelled and Jess goes, huh, huh, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing, I'm okay. I put the baby back. I'm laying in bed thinking about how much my toe hurts. And I just, anyway, all sorts of thoughts flood in my head. Like, if I stopped thinking about it, would it stop hurting? Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> so... <laughs> I thought it'd be fine in the morning. It wasn't. It's black and blue. But anyway, that's my toe. Thank you for babies, God. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, all right. It's verse one. Let's read some scripture. Come on now. He entered Jericho. This is Jesus. So Jesus, he entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man called by one name Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was rich. All right. He was a rich man. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd for he was small in stature. Okay, that's a very nice way of saying he was short, right? Okay, so listen, this is, he, I want you to just kind of paint this picture. Don't, don't rush through the story that he's telling here. This is a very, this is not a nice man. He's, not, he's, he's hated, right? He was the chief tax collector. This is, he was also a Jew, but this was all these people lining the streets. Jesus is coming through here. He's a, this is right before Jesus finds a donkey and rides in. 
But he's, he's coming through and, and Zacchaeus has heard about him most likely, which is why he's here. And he wants to get a glimpse of Jesus. Okay, pretty cool. But he can't work his way through. So what does he do? He says, so he ran on ahead. Say he ran on ahead. He ran on ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried down, or he hurried and came down and received him gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble saying, he is gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Now, this is about money, but it not, has nothing to do with what Micah shared. <laughs> um, I want to throw a couple things out about this. Here's what I love about this. There's, there's a few things. I feel like this really just, in the context of revival, I want to talk about what's happening here. One, Zacchaeus was hungry and humble. Say hungry. hungry. Say humble. Say hungry again, hungry. like you mean it. Come on, he was hungry. He was hungry. He was humble. See, Zacchaeus was, was, was had heard about Jesus. He, <laughs> he'd heard, <laughs> he'd heard, it's a peanut gallery here. I love it. He, he, was, he was hungry. And, and you know, he was so hungry, he didn't just take no for an answer. When he couldn't see, he actually thought, all right, Jesus is going on this path. He's going to be over there in a little bit. What if I ran ahead of where and met Jesus where I know he's going to be? What if I got in Jesus' way and I, and, 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 and I was able to catch a glimpse of him? He, he was humble because he's, he's this great man that that's, I, I would imagine dressed was really nice. And he's probably, he's probably a man of stature that he thinks of himself anyway, right? Because he's got this position. And what does he do? He climbs a tree. And so I love about Zacchaeus. It says, it says that he, I believe one of the keys to seeing revival happen. And what is revival? Revival is reviving something. Revival is when something comes alive. Ezekiel 37, when, when, when God speaks to Ezekiel and says, can these dry bones live? And Ezekiel says, oh Lord, only you know. And he says, breathe on, he breathes on them and the, the bones come alive and they become an army for the Lord, right? So if you think about what is revival, the heart of revival is, is just dead things coming back to life, okay? So if we can dismantle some of the revival thoughts we have, revival is healing, revival is, is, um, is, uh, uh, is stadium gatherings. Revival is, is dead things coming back to life. Revival is, and so think about that as we go through what revival looks like, but revival is, what would it look like for your heart to be revived? What about, are there places in your own heart that are, uh, uh, um, they're depressed? disappointed. There, maybe, maybe there's an addiction that you've been saying yes to, but it's just this little corner part of your heart. It's okay. Revival is, I want to make that alive again. 
Revival is uh, that your, your, your sadness, your, your de the, the de maybe you're depressed, maybe there's, maybe there's real things going in your world. Revival is the dead things coming back to life. And the heart, the, the beginning, I believe, of all revival starts with hunger and humility. Hunger and humility. I love Proverbs 27, 7. It says, he who is satisfied loathes honey. But to the hungry soul, any bitter thing is sweet. And I love, I love that, I love that Zacchaeus was so hungry. He knew, he's, he, maybe, maybe Zacchaeus was, was, was a much bigger sinner than all of us, but he, he just, he knew there's a chance for me to come alive if I could just see Jesus. And so if we're ever going to see revival in our cities, we have to be hungry and we have to be humble. We have to do the things that we wouldn't do normally. Um, and so we have to go to meetings that maybe cost you something, right? Maybe you've got to get a babysitter to go to a meeting, a, a revival meeting. Maybe, maybe you've got to skip the revival meeting and go to a soccer game. Right. See, revival, just, it, there's, just got, there's a hunger and there's a humility in this. The next thing I love about this is that, is that Zacchaeus comes down from the tree and Jesus doesn't say, let's start a prayer meeting, Zacchaeus. This is awesome. He says, let's go to your house and have a meal. I really believe that revival is first. Here's, here's how I think God impacts our world. If you haven't heard of this, this will, this will set you free. If you have, it's nothing new. But we're called as Christians to first give our, to our life and him, him and us, one-on-one, -on -one, personal relationship with God is first and foremost of all, above all things. Okay, let your ministry or, or let other things never come between you and God. Okay, let me say it again. Let ministry never come between you and God. Okay, many ministers have made ministry the thing and their family it just falls apart. So our primary place of revival should be between your heart and the Lord. Amen? All right. Secondary is between your family and you. And so Lord, revi it's bring revival to my family, right? Before we ever start ministering to people, we have our family that he's given us. Amen. So if you're if you're if you're telling honey or whatever, husband or wife, stay home with the kids. I'm going to revival. <laughs> we might have a problem, Houston. All right. All right. So listen, we don't we don't we don't leave the family at home while you go do revival. I go to Hidden House while the kids get to be with you or something. You know, this is just this goes through my mind. Right. I've got a few kids. Some of you guys are single. I don't know what it looks like for you. Skip that step. No, honestly, like revival for your family might mean brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers. Like how, is your, how are your parents doing revival? Are you leaving them to go pursue revival when God wants to meet your family first? So Zacchaeus, he comes to Zacchaeus' house and he has revival. Zacchaeus is being revived, literally. And, and I also believe that too with Zacchaeus, that Zacchaeus, revival actually looked like something personal to Zacchaeus, right? To Zacchaeus, he was his chief tax collector. He was rich. Where did revival hit him the hardest? In his pocketbook. Well, it hit Zacchaeus most where he had the influence, where he was actually operating in from day to day. And so, and so Zacchaeus, revival looked like giving half of all he owned to the poor. He didn't go feed the poor. He gave money to the poor. And then, he, and then he repaid all the debts, all the things he had swindled, and, he, and more so. And one thing I really want to hit on, we're going to get deeper into some of these places of revival, but I want to hit on this idea that revival for you has to look different than revival for me. Does that make sense? We did this thing recently at uh, Jesus Burgers, Jimmy and, and a bunch of us, uh, you know, it was awesome. 
To me, it was, I'm still like, Jimmy, let's keep doing this. It was amazing. We're literally at the skate park handing out free hamburgers and water bottles and trying to get this, you know, yeah, I won't get into stories. It was a, it was a great, it was a hilarious night. It was awesome. And these, skate, these skaters, these little high school kids would come in and like, is this free, man? Like, yeah, take a water, go for it. All right, thanks. Just walk away. And, and to me, that was revival. We're having conversations, getting to know them, getting to know their life and, you know, like having a meal with them. 73 hamburgers of revival, okay? But listen, some of you shouldn't be at, that pl- at, at, at the uh, skate park that night. You would look really out of place. But some of you need to be there because that's your thing. Like, that's where God wants to use you to talk to skaters, kind of the rough, gnarly, they're actually all really good guys, um, but they got some language on them, right? But my point is like, listen, the, the, Jesus Burgers at the skate park may not be your revival. You, you may not be called to do prayer meetings every night of the week for the next 10 days. But maybe revival looks like going to class tomorrow and telling one person that Jesus loves them. Or finding that, that person in the corner that's always quiet and looks a little depressed, go ask them how their day is and what's their life look like. See, that's revival. What is it that, that burns in you? What's personal to you? Is it, is it art? Are you, I mean, do you, have, do you have a burning passion for art? Then go figure out what God wants to do and how he wants to use your art. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's quiet in here. Maybe you all know this stuff. I have seen my experience being in the church for a bit of time, longer than some of you, shorter than most, than a lot of you. I've seen that we keep thinking we're going to do revival the same way, expecting different results. And I, this is not a bashing on meetings or worship gatherings. We are doing our, we, on, the, on October 30th, we're going to start worshiping here and praying for God to show up in our church, in our city. Why? Because it's what we can do, right? This is who we are. We're inviting our family in. And anybody else wants to come, but it's not for them. It's for us. So invite some people. That's awesome. But as a, as a family, we need to personally steward our own revival. Does that make sense? Yeah. And these OC revival nights at that Hidden House, there's like over 100 people crammed in this place. It's lit. It's awesome. I love it. But if you've got a family of five or six and you can't get a babysitter, don't come. Hang out and do a revival at home and feel beautiful about it. Don't feel like you're missing out. Have movie night, get pizza, have fun with your kids, make them laugh, whatever it is. But if you're single or you can bring the kids with you or you can get a babysitter this time, get to these meetings. Because... Because the hungry will always be fed. The hungry will always be fed. So much so that the disciples started eating from the fields on the Sabbath. And Jesus was okay with it. Why? Because they were hungry. And Jesus wanted to make sure the hungry get fed. So if these kind of meetings are foreign to you, I've never been to a revival meeting, I've never been to a worship night where they pray and whatever, get over that and get hungry. Get over it. If there's, a, if there's a pile of people on this side of the room during worship that are laughing and they're having an encounter with the Lord, don't just look at them, eat popcorn, say, Lord, I wonder if that's you, and then feel free to come on over here and see what's happening. 
Listen, I've watched plenty of those kind of piles over the years, and I've just decided my own pride and need to look respectable in church are not all that important. And so if you need to have your own little personal revival during worship, do it. If you're afraid of crying in front of everybody and being a mess because Jesus is touching your heart, get over it. Get hungry for a move of God in your heart and in your life. I know I'm talking to the hungry ones. I, I do get that. Trust me. It's not, I get that. But I'm going to say it anyway because I need to hear it. I love you guys. Listen, I... I've been just, I, honestly, I've been, I've been struck with revival because we've been hearing great stories of revival. We heard about, a, how old is Hezekiah, like nine? He came up here and shared how he prayed for the dean of his school. So I was limping and he says, what's wrong? Can I pray for you? The dean texted the mom and dad and said, except for my wedding and my kid's birthday, or my kid's birth, this was, the, this was the most impactful moment in my life. I know. And he says, this kind of thing is actually looked down upon, not allowed in the public school system, but I would gladly lose my job for that moment. And there was no worship team. Do you know what I mean? Like no one fell down. No one took communion. No one, I don't even know if the guy got healed. Wow. <laughs> Come on, we've got to change the way we think about this stuff. The sheer fact that a nine-year-old had the wherewithal and the spirit sewed into him. Why? Because his parents probably had revival at the breakfast table. Do you hear me? Come on. That's revival. I need, I need us to get that is revival. Revival is the conversation you have with your buddy. We need to stop compartmentalizing the religious and the secular. It's all God. And every moment has an ability to open up a place of reviving, either for them or for you. We probably both need it. Every conversation with a barista, with your waitress, it doesn't have to start spiritual. But likely, if it's coming out of your mouth, it will get there. Because you have God in you, like this nine-year-old. I got a bunch of other stories, but I'm kind of out of time. Um, my, my greatest heart, you guys, is that we would, um, if, I, if we can say one thing, it's um, what we do after the worship meeting. And what we do after the prayer meetings is way more important than what we do in the prayer meetings. Because that's what the world sees. You get it? And listen, you're all equipped. We're all equipped just to talk to people or just to live your life that's worthy of imitating. And they're hungry. We were driving to, this, to, the, uh, we were driving to the soccer game and, and Reagan's friend that was with us was asking us, me to play all these different songs. And, and I was like, oh, that Jealousy, Jealousy? What song is that? That, that? that sounds interesting. Well, it's all about a girl that's obsessed with her ex-boyfriend. I'm like, hmm. That's what we're listening to as 10-year-olds these days. I didn't even know it was a song. 
She's like, can we listen to Eminem? No, I think Eminem's talented, but we ain't listening to Eminem with my nine-year-old and seven-year-old in the car. Like, the dude, the dude has got some talent. Maybe misguided. Not maybe. Um, <laughs> my point is, we get that. And she's just, you know, this girl is not a Christian. She said, actually, she was Jewish. And, and we started, I said, we pulled in, and we realized this worship guy was right here. And she's like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, well, let me tell you. And, Jeff, and Reagan's like, my dad started a church. I'm like, I usually like to hold off on that comment till a little bit later. <laughs> like, I like to let the combo build. <laughs> but she didn't care. Nobody, 10-year-olds don't care what you do. Um, and we get there, and we're, she's hearing the worship, and it's going off because it's just, it's just awesome. They're dancing. And, and, um, and she's like, can we go to that too? And I was like, yeah, we can do that. And her heart wanted, was excited, was, was curious. Wanted, the world wants this stuff. They truly do. But the world doesn't want the religious way we do it. They just want to know you're real and you're authentic and that they want to hang out with you. And then they're going to want to know where are you worshiping at, Right? If you look at the life of Jesus, this is what he did. He walked around being real with people and was the salt and life of the world. And I, I tell you, that's sustainable. 60 nights of, of revival meetings is not sustainable for my, ba my two babies and, and seven and nine-year-old. It's just not sustainable. You'll lose me. I'll go to a few of them, but I'll leave early because we got bedtimes, and dad needs to tuck the kids in bed. He can't be at revival meetings every night, and the kids don't ever see him tuck them in bed. I, I don't know it looks like for everybody, but I, I, I just want to encourage you today, and, and I want to take the last couple of minutes. I want you to stand and stand with me. I want to, I want to pray. I was honestly hoping to leave more time, but I, honestly, we just we filled it with other really good stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, here, here's what I want to do. Can we, I want to pray for three places of revival. Because if you don't know what to do, the best place to start is prayer. Why? Be, because you're, not, you're never going to know how to do revival without God. And, and prayer is just saying, God, I need help with this. And if you don't have a heart to see revival happen, to see reviving happen, to see the lost saved, if you don't have a heart for that, you're like, I don't know why, I just don't have a huge heart for this. I promise you, it's because of prayer that you will get a heart for what God has a heart for, okay? So if you don't see the point of prayer, that's the point. All right. Um, I was gonna have the band come up and it was gonna be a great revival moment, but we just don't have time for that. <laughs> so just let the, let the music flow in your head. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want to, put, I want, I want to pray for a few things together. Um, and I want you to voice something on your lips as we do this because only you know what God is doing in your life. Only you do. There's no man or woman of God that can tell you what God's doing. It's only you. So I want to first pray for this. I want to pray for revival between just you and God that your heart would, would be revived. And if it's doing really well, Let's just pray for a little bit more. Amen. Let's pray for hunger. Let's pray for humility. 
You guys ready? All right, so just close your eyes, keep them open. I don't care. Put your hand on your heart, your head, wherever you need it to move. But Lord, right now, God, we pray. I pray that you would move in our hearts and our minds for personal transformation, God. I pray for revival, Lord. I pray that you would revive the places that have grown cold. I pray for the places that have gotten disappointed, God. That I pray for the places where hopes are deferred. I pray for the places where we've had great loss and we have not seen you fill that with your beauty, God. So right now, Lord, just all across this room, Lord, just start beginning to being praying that God revive that place, that place. Listen, if, you're, if, you, if you have an eating disorder, I want you to begin to pray that God would revive your ability to work through that, to get free of it, that God would bring you freedom. If, you, if you're addicted to porn, to alcohol, to, to anger, if you're addicted to jealousy, to comparison, that the, the Lord would begin to revive those areas and, and, and show you just how righteous you truly are. So just pray for that. It's simple. You don't have to cry out. You don't have to be on your knees. You just have to ask him with a pure heart. Just be honest with him. God, I need revival in this place. You and me, God. I need to be right with you. Come on, there is worship music. Next, I want to just pray for, um, actually, can you, can you bring that down? Like, that's kind of depressing. Um, pray for, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just feel sorrowful, and this isn't sorrowful. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> I'm, I can only be real. Mike is like, I just can be real. I just got to be real. <laughs> it's just who I am. Next, I want to pray for revival in our families. All right? <laughs> Rebecca's laughing. I love it. She didn't take it personally. Listen, I'm going to pray for revival. Put your hand on your spouse. Put your hand on your son and your daughter. I don't know who what you're doing. Let's, let's pray the Lord would, would impact and, and transform our kids, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our in-laws. God, all those places, God. Lord, the world needs you, Lord. So pray for your families right now. Father, bring fire, bring connection. God, I pray for stories that are not true about each other to die right now. I pray for offenses about our friends and our families, God, to be, uh, to be exposed, Lord. Would you expose the offenses right now, Lord? Lord, bring revival in our families. And lastly, God, I pray for revival in our cities and our nation, God. Heck, our whole world. But Lord, bring revival in California, Lord. Bring revival in our, in our nation, God. I pray you'd revive our government, God. It's, it's in disarray. That's for sure. And so, Lord, I pray right now that you would bring your Holy Spirit into our cities, God, that they would bring into our neighborhoods, God, that there would be salvations, God, in every skate park, in every neighborhood, God, that there would be salvations in our workplaces, in our schools, Lord. I pray you would show us how to be salt and light in our schools, God. I pray you would show us how to make music that brings revival. I pray you'd show us how to bring art that brings revival, Lord. And just as we close here, God, I pray for, for presence. God, I pray for this church, Lord. Lord, bring revival and start here, God. Lord, we are humble. We are hungry for you, God. We are hungry and we know that you will, you will feed us, God, because you've already fed us, God. But Lord, we, we know there's more. We just pray you just lead us and guide us, God. You are the greatest senior pastor this church has ever had.
<laughs> we just want to, we want to see God, your, your, your church, and we want to see your kingdom flourish, God. With, yeah. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Can we just give God just a, just a shout of praise. God, we thank you, Lord. Come on. Hope you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life.